that's not what I did. Okay. Well, I pressed the wrong button, but it's recording somewhere. So we're going to get started. Welcome to Feed the Beauty. Uh, this has been just one disaster after another with uh, a mess up on my end from the link for the show, but here we go. And this is really bad me hosting it for the first time, and it's all of this, but you're fine. We'll you're see do- how it goes. You're, you're doing uh, good. I am rooting for you. Bob. This is Feed the Beauty. I am joined by my lovely wife, Kaylee, Lanny from Greener Postures, and Buffalo and Legs from the False Reality Check. Welcome, everybody. It's been a long time. I feel like I haven't talked to you guys in forever. It has. It's been, it's been a little bit. Yeah. Miss you all. It was a busy yeah. holiday. Uh, and it, it uh, has been. And a good little rest period, too. So. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's kind of forced me that this was the only podcast I was really doing in December. <laughs> so it forced me to, like I took this long break of podcasting and uh, I'm kind of trying to get back into it. I just my heart's not in the in the hardcore stuff anymore, but I like this. Mm-hmm. Right. I think a lot yeah. of us are feeling the same way right now. Yeah. A lot of burnout. Seems it's like just it. been a, it's been a heavy few years. Mm-hmm. You know, the last few years have been kind of heavy, but it, I think it feels like it's lifting. So we feel like we can back off the throttle and we're kind of, you know, just kind of at that point where it's like, let's take a breath for a minute. And right. uh, that's what I've been doing. Anytime it's, I have, I've had enough time to do any podcast. I'm like, I have something else that is probably more important for me to do. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, Let's do some updates around the table. Let's start with the Great White North, Buffalo and Legs. Y'all are like buried in six feet of snow. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it is crazy. We have an ice wall around our carport. So um, that's exciting. Yeah, a lot of the snow that was on the carport just slid off. And over time, it just just piled and piled and piled. And finally, yesterday, we were like, it stopped snowing. So we were like, okay, we need to get out there and just try and level it down a little bit. And uh, I think we spent a few hours out there. Yeah, it was hard. Like we did it. We dug at that thing and brought it down and uh, we're still expecting more snow. Like we're above a hundred and... 178% above normal. Yeah, right now. Holy shit. That's a lot. <laughs> so... That's not a small amount. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. But other than that, it's it's been good. Like the, I don't mind it so much. No, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Are you guys staying home all the time? Mm, no, I still get out. Yeah. I get out with the dog and we'll walk and go visit neighbors. And um, yeah, but if it's snowing outside, it's kind of like, let's stay inside. It's more cozy and I don't know. I prefer the snow over rain for sure. But um, 100%. yeah, it's just been crazy. Yeah. We got, we got, um, the wood pellet stove. We got a wood mm. pellet stove. So we're burning efficiently. Like <laughs> the house is an average of like 83. Would you say? Yeah. It stays like 80 degrees in here. Yeah. <laughs> we have to open oh windows because yeah. it just gets so hot. It's really hot. And it's on the lowest setting that it, that it's on. It's still really, it burns really good and we're able to stay warm. We don't leave it on all night. Cause I kind of freak out with like co2 poisoning and we have alarms and stuff but i sleep i can sleep through a lot of stuff so i'm not really sure if i 
survive if that were the case. So we just turn it off and we rely on the gas furnace. Although I'm not afraid of CO2 on that. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. I don't know what that's you about. You just trust but... the gas furnace. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. Just It's like a backup. And usually when we turn it off, we go to bed late anyways. So we're, we're usually, we turn it off before we go to bed. It takes forever to shut off and it's really loud and there's like a whistle to it. It's kind of annoying. But once it's done, it's done. And the house stays above i would what i'd say 65 all the way until like maybe really early morning or when we wake up and then right. the furnace will kick on for like a second or two and yeah heat it back up and we're good to go but chickens are surviving great yeah everything else is good i've just been you know in the kitchen more fermenting slash um yeah just fermenting honestly i've been going crazy with the sauerkraut oh, and yeah. uh, cool. i made some mustard just before yeah. we, we popped on um lots of broth i got done i tried the instant pot again to do a bird and it came out came out a little bit better um i'm gonna keep trying it i think i put too much water this round so mm -hmm. it's easy is, to do yeah that's just my my issue because you say barely cover it and so but then the i don't think of the bones floating up and just yeah mm. so i need to um reevaluate that but yeah i've been going crazy in the kitchen it it's i've been benefiting she's she's making so we have a lot of broth obviously but like you're you're she's been making like this uh she called what do you call it bootleg miso or something like that <laughs> yeah it's like a miso kind of soup that you get from like a sushi joint you know like with the without the seaweed and the tofu because tofu sucks and we don't have seaweed but it it's basically broth it's just all it's just the it. fermented soybean paste yeah. the miso mm -hmm. and um we chop some green onions in it. yeah put a little green onion it's just quick and it's good it hits the spot when you're when you nice. want some oh, soup yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That sounds mm -hmm. really good we've been, <laughs> we've been staying warm we've been staying inside um we've god the other day it snowed a foot overnight i don't know what we're expecting but i know we're getting like back-to-back -back storms like this week next week i don't know what's going on they're I'm not sure they're cranking up the energy or something, but it's yep. if if we don't get like if I hear this year that there's a drought, I'm going to laugh. There's no way there's a drought. We have so much ice. There's the snowpack. I don't anticipate this ice melting until starting to melt till maybe late April, maybe at the wow. earliest. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty insane. It's pretty insane right now. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, and we got a cat. Or a cat adopted us, or I'm not sure how that ended up working out. Yeah, it's cat came by, just decided to stick around, and I've I've been feeding it some of the rooster that we whacked for our neighbor when we uh, butchered our last batch of birds. I put that in the crock pot yesterday. I've just been using the meat to feed the cat, and then it has its little cardboard kibble. Yeah, um, it's really but gross. Other than that, yeah, we're good. Good. Pretty funny. How's the, how's y'all's uh bathroom situation? Have y'all gotten that shower fixed? Or are you don't, still man? Don't even get me started on this. It's been you know <laughs> it's subjects. delayed because of you know supply supply chain shortages or you can't get right. this thing right now and so um we're hoping February next month yeah it'll get done. Wow. Um, he said he can do it in a week. Yeah. He's like, oh, it doesn't take long. I can do it in a week. It's not a big deal. I'll bring a crew in. We'll do the whole thing. But it, we demoed it. It's just, it's ready to, I don't know, be upgraded with whatever we requested. If it's still available. Yeah. <laughs> if he was able to get it. If not, we're going to have to change things around again. I'm just, at this point, I'm like, just buy one of those inserts at Home Depot and put that, put that baby in there. I really don't care. One of those really cheap ones from China. <laughs> yeah. That, that 
first shower in your own shower again is going to be so glorious, oh, though. Man. Oh, yeah. I might have to do a shower beer for that one. But we'll see. <gasps> I'm going to oh, bring back shower it. beer. <laughs> I'm so excited. I love I love shower beers. They're so fun. That's that's like on a summer that the summertime shower beers were always the best. For sure. House is yeah. hot. You put like a, a semi cold shower. Just oh, it's so great. I love it. I haven't had a shower beer in like a decade. Yeah. Damn, <laughs> real long time. Time to start. Yeah, it's no better time than today. <laughs> and you were just saying you, you were having trouble with uh you know stinking or whatever. You could just go ahead and jump in the shower, get your beer on. Relax. Shower yeah. beers, man. Yeah, that's the motivation, right? Like I can only drink in the shower. So I'm just, why did you take six showers today? Oh, God. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I discovered the glorious shower beer when I was in middle school because oh my my, God. I had a fashion magazine and I saw there was this recipe for some kind of like a shiny hair conditioner that was honey and a beer and I think that was it. And I told my That's mom, amazing. I showed her and I asked her if she would buy me a beer so I could do this thing to my hair. And I just went in the shower and drank a beer. <laughs> that was awesome. God, you had a cool mom. <laughs> well, That's she amazing. didn't think I was drinking it. She just was very trusting, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. She, did, she didn't like, drink. It was a Foster's dummy. too. Not the, for that. It was Australian for beer. <laughs> It was fa- Foster's. Yeah, it was, so it was a big can. Oh That's God. amazing. <laughs> yeah, my parents would not have fallen for that one. They would have just been like, no. no. Yeah, a year or two after that, she wouldn't have fallen for it anymore yeah. either. But I was, you know, like 12. <laughs> when you're young enough, yeah, you yeah. can get away with the innocence of it if, oh. you, if you do it young enough. Well, Lanny, what's, what's new in your hood other than, um, you know, all the sourdough? Yeah, so sourdough stuff. So most of what I'm working on is um, content. <laughs> um, and I have launched a membership. So you can find out more at greenerpostures.com slash membership. I do have it through Patreon, but I also have a workaround for people who don't want to go through Patreon, which is better for me. So if you're interested, you can send me a DM or a email. And basically what I'm doing is same stuff that I've already had for free is free. So I still have the um, once a week podcast and I've got the occasional YouTube video and I've got a newsletter I'm going to send out once a month. But if you want more than that, there's uh, some different tiers of membership you can have, which I've got things like um, video tutorials, um, like we're going to do Zoom, uh, <laughs> group Zoom calls, we're going to do uh, workshops online, and um, then I've got one tier that, that's if somebody wants one-on-one support. So I finally got that option ironed out. And I'm doing themes for each month. So this month has been nourishing foods. So if you're listening to the Greener Postures podcast, you've heard me talk about the Weston A. Price Foundation's guidelines and things like that. And then coming up, I'm going to be talking about nourishing foods for your skin. So I'm going to talk about tallow and things like that in the next uh, couple of podcasts. And um, that's what that's the exclusive video that's going out is how to render tallow and the recipe card that's going out for this month is my tallow balm recipe. So for people who are just interested in getting a little more from me and you want to show your support for what I'm doing, I would super appreciate it. And 
more importantly than anything that I can possibly think of. Oh, by the way, February is going to be canning. So we're going to do all things canning and I am going to have a workshop. The workshop is not just for members. So I'll, I'll announce that as well. Like I normally do where anybody can sign up and we'll do, we'll do canning together in the kitchen online. But this, I don't know if we're going to do video, but this is what I've been very excited about. This is a wheel of cheese that I made. I, uh, I've learned to, I'm learning to make cheese. I can't say I've learned because I don't know if this tastes good until like six months from now. Oh <laughs> so, man, I wanted you to eat it right now. That's killer, now. It looks Ooh, so cool. Dang. So I'm yeah, I've been mad. making cheese and it's like, looks like cheese. It's a wheel. It's a wheel of cheese. It's very exciting. So I, I started, I, 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 I made my own starter culture for the cheese, which I was kind of reading a lot of recipes and they wanted you to buy these certain cultures from different cheese making websites. And I said, that doesn't seem right. I think people made cheese before there was cheese making websites. So I, I found a recipe for clabber culture, which you basically you just leave raw milk on your counter and it turns into exactly what you need to make cheese. Surprise, that's what used to happen. They forgot the what milk in the know? bucket and they dumped it out and it was a wheel of cheese. So I'm sorry, uh, but did the CDC approve that? No, no. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, FDA then, approved. Get a license. Yeah. I did get. I did. I did it with raw milk. I've got two um two uh wheels that size with raw milk that I did, and then I also decided to just try it with pasteurized milk because I'm inoculating it with the culture that I'm starting from the raw milk. So I should, in theory, be able to inoculate that pasteurized milk just the same. Uh, like you do when you make yogurt or anything else with pasteurized milk. So I couldn't find that answer online. So I'm just trying it. So I'll report back in uh, three to six months and let you know how that goes. Nice. So I've got two more wheels upstairs that are drying now. And then um, they've already been, you, you, you make them, you press them, then you brine them and then, or salt them and then you dry them and then they go for aging. So the one that I've got vacuum sealed here is going to be aging it's not my favorite way, but I don't have a cheese cave, guys. That's what you need. A cheese, it's called a cheese cave. Cheese cave. What is that? Yeah. Like a cellar for cheese um, making. Okay. It's, it's kept, you know, within the um, temperature yeah, range proper. that you want for aging and it's rodent and insect free. And then you have these wooden shelves that you put a bunch of salt on and you set your cheese on the, and you come and visit your cheese once a day and you flip them over so that the, they uh, top, you know, they get even amounts oh, of air. Cheese cave. I don't have a cheese cave, but I did find a workaround cheese that cave. says, you know, like a cool, no. uh, a refrigerator and vacuum sealing. You can do it that way. So this is what I'm, what I'm trying this time with nice. just making do with what I have. Yeah. Is, is the cheese a Kaylee certain thought, flavor? Kaylee thought you said cheese oh. cave. Cave? No, cave. Superhero cheese. Cave. <laughs> Lanny, is the cheese a certain flavor or is it just uh, salted? This this is going to be a tome style cheese, an alpine cheese. So it's um it's going to be kind of not soft like a soft cheese inside, but it'll be a little softer than a cheddar, and it'll be white in color, and maybe have a couple little holes, and maybe I'm not sure. I'm a little bit funky. The the tome that I've had. Uh, from our co-op here that's made with raw milk is really really good it's really creamy so i'm hoping i get i get some of that action out of this nice it's very exciting stuff yeah that's <laughs> that awesome. really cool mm -hmm. we we recently found a dairy that we um were able to purchase some raw milk from and then they yeah. they had farmer's cheese oh yeah heck yeah and so we we bought some farmer's cheese from them and uh it's this old farm that's like three or four generations old like it's been there forever forever 
and cool. it's out in the middle of nowhere of course and it's just this dairy farm like they've got big silos for all their stuff and this big warehouse for all their production and uh it's just family run it's awesome. just family yeah with yeah, this really cool. uh this cheesy i mean i've also made cream cheese now which was really good and then um with the way that's left over from the meat, this cheese that I've made, the tome, you can add some vinegar and bring it up to a certain temperature and uh, you can then strain it and it's ricotta. So I also made ricotta what? cheese from, from kind of like the same recipe. I was already, you know, things are already dirty and you just kind of do another step and then you have it. I ended up with, I think, two cups of ricotta on top of the two wheels of cheese that I made. So it was pretty sweet. Wow. That is awesome. Yeah. The natural way of living is just, I mean, you can just turn things into other things and oh, yeah. it's all well, the, usable, whatever's left over from doing this thing. Then you take that and use it to do this. And, and that, that's why I like, I always say like, it's a live, your homestead is a living thing, or it's like this perpetual, you know, you, you kind of like do something in a big batch that helps you later. And then, you know, you build off of that thing and same with the skills that you learn. Um, uh, ricotta means recooked in Italian. It's like when you heat, reheat the way you make the cheese again. And I'm like, oh, duh. And I've even made uh, ricotta before when I made mozzarella a long time ago. And I just kind of, it didn't click as much. I didn't have as much information as I do now. Now I made this cheese and it was like, I didn't even have to look at a recipe. I was like, oh, I'm going to make ricotta. I just threw some vinegar in there and heated it to like 165 and strained it and there it goes chickens oh. get the rest of the way they don't mind yeah. the vinegar it's good for yeah them. we've we've been trying really hard to go to at least zero food waste you know so either uh the chickens or our dogs get whatever mm. food that we have left over from anything and and then outside of that we've started to compost yeah because right. it's been a glorious 60 degrees here except for this yeah, weekend it's, been, it's supposed to be 30 it's been nice yes yeah. Yeah, they're going to hit us with some cold this weekend. Um, but yeah, it's been fairly nice. So I threw together a quick compost pile so we could, you know, actually start composting all of our um, rabbit and chicken poop and hay and all of that bedding and whatever food scraps that, you know, our animals don't get, we can throw in there and compost. And um, because in the spring, we want to try more growing which we haven't had a whole lot of success with like we can we can do the chicken thing forever that's we're real good at that chickens part. are so easy um but growing stuff we haven't really had a whole lot of luck with but i'd like to get kind of like a high tunnel situation at least a small one you know nothing nothing crazy like six feet wide eight feet long um and just put some really basic stuff in there at first stuff that's simple carrots potatoes maybe some okra lettuce and see if we can we can get to where we're growing enough and then well literally anything like at this point i just want to be able to grow something mm -hmm. like i you want do, something to live you got your microgreens going those yeah they're doing those fine. aren't doing bad those are pretty easy though i mean they're just <laughs> in a jar you just like give them water i can do that i know how much water to give them i know how much light they need Pretty but if you pay dry. pay attention to that process because that translates to what is happening to those seeds in the soil you know so you can understand right. what it likes and what it doesn't like and you know too much water or not enough water and what it looks like 
you know, when your microgreens or your sprouts are thirsty, you can see this like fuzziness to the white part of the root. And that's these tiny little root hairs that come out, right? Um, so just things like that, you know, and then you know, oh, this is thirsty. And so you feed it and then it's all smooth, smoothed back down. Like right. Yeah. My goal, I would really like to be able to grow everything that we need for spaghetti sauce because we've oh, incorporated that. I've been making our own spaghetti sauce for about a year now. Um, and I would like to just have the basil, onions, mushrooms, to, did I say tomatoes? Yeah. Nope. Tomatoes and garlic, Maybe. and you got it. Right. Yeah. Tomatoes, I would garlic, like to be able yeah. to have olives, all of that. Olives for the olive oil. You got your sea salt. Wait, I know you can never do everything, but as much you as you can. can. <laughs> right. Right. Well, as we've, much as we've done. Can. So we've decided to go with um, tomato sauce because that's something that she makes regularly. So if we can and grow you, everything you use we need it a for lot. tomato sauce. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, we did our first little kind of farm stand, at least in this area. And we made chicken salad sandwiches with bread that I actually made. I'm, cool. I tried bread and actually kind of found a decent recipe. And it was, I mean, it was just basic white bread, but yeah, um, it was nice and fluffy. The breads that I've made in the past were really dense. Hmm. Um, and this one was actually like a really fluffy um, white bread. And I was like, oh shit, I think I figured it out. I was really impressed. <laughs> like you have to do sour. Like, okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to start doing bread. So <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going to try to take on breads, but I was like, you know, if we could get to where we can make a chicken salad sandwich with all stuff, because we're big sandwich fans and chicken salad fans. And if we can do all of that in-house, that'd be really rad too, which mayo is easy to make. You know, mm -hmm. um, we can ferment mustard and make our own mustard and, you know, just kind of do that. Onions, lettuce, tomato. It's just mastering, trying to master one thing before we skip to the next because i just love to start projects i just love projects yeah so the follow-through is where i'm kind of lacking so i really want to just get to the point we have spaghetti sauce we've been making yogurt um apple cider vinegar those are all things that we've added recently um yep. i'm trying to think of something else or something else that we've been making well the big news is that we finally got an incubator Oh yeah. And oh, it holds nice. 22 eggs and we were going to do we were going to do a test run but she's had an influx of people going, "Hey, do you sell chickens? Do you have chicks?" like all of this and we we're like we we just decided to, you know, we're going to do a run, let's load it up. Sell them um, straight run before you can tell if they're roosters or not so people can't turn them away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So so yeah, that's gonna, the, that, I think that's the same incubator we have. It's like, as I can't remember, Nutra something? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. 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 And what I told him is, you know, if we're going to do it, it's going to take 20 days, hit or miss. Um, so we might as well just do a full thing. You know, we don't know the hatch rate, how many are going to be roosters, how many are going to live. How many know, are fertilized. How many eggs are actually yeah. fertilized? Because our we have- We only have one rooster that actually is mating. We have how, three how many roosters hens? out there, but only one is, but we did see our tiny little pretty boy rooster mating recently. He's a pet rooster? Yeah. Cool. He, like was, literally he was, he was somebody's he was pet. pet. And I guess they got rid of him young because he's still pretty young. Oh, he's so um, pretty. Yeah. His name's Johnny Utah. We got the new hens and he's <laughs> taken a liking to those hens. He has. The, the hens were kind of off by themselves and he's always by himself because he's the pretty little guy. And he gets run off by the big roosters. 
And so he kind of hangs out by himself. And then the two new girls were off by themselves. And he was like, all right, okay. So he's What's trying up, to figure it out. I'm really proud. And mm-hmm. we actually saw him like mount one. He didn't do the little dance that he's supposed to do. So it was he kind was of just awkward. Real cut and dry. It was, he was <laughs> just too to it. Um, just too but, but we hopefully have two roosters mating. We have one rooster who's a big asshole he doesn't know how to mate so i think he's just kind of given up he's not even an asshole in a good rooster kind of way like he's just mean to the hens <laughs> yeah like he's easily startled too he's we scared him off soon. so soon he's gonna be dinner soon does, that's does why he... we were talking about the barrel plucker in the chat is that's <laughs> the dude that's about to get the axe oh no oh man does he grab on to the hen's head yeah but he doesn't know how to mount he doesn't try to make properly, them. and he so just, he like, just them. yeah, just is really rapey and attacky, and right. like there is, I don't even know if any of the sexual act even gets to happen because uh. it's just so violent and kind of all over the place, and and at this point in time, I haven't even That's seen him try said. recently. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was haven't even seen comment. him try. He kind of he kind of wanders around by himself, and I think he's very just Joe up. Biden. Just give him an ice cream cone. He's a silver laced Wyandotte, so he's gorgeous. Like, he is a really so amazing looking rooster, and I would love to breed him, but it's just, we're just going to have to put him in the slow cooker instead. Okay. Yeah, it's he's actually pretty good. They make great broth. Mm-hmm. Roosters make really good broth because I feel like they have more collagen or something in them than yeah. the hens do. Lenny, the rooster I threw in the pot um, yesterday was pretty, pretty jelly. I was yeah, pretty excited. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because right after you kill them, they stand straight up like you can hold them by their legs. And it's different than, you know, a meat bird for sure. So like sometimes I've even heard they'll break their legs in those barrel pluckers when you do a rooster because they just are so stiff and kind of long compared to what the barrel plucker is meant for. But uh, yeah, for sure, if you guys are going to do what you're roostering, I recommend getting a good scalding pot and just hand plucking because you need a scalder and a barrel plucker anyway. The scalder is going to be cheaper. And if you're only doing one bird, it, the cleanup on the barrel plucker will take longer than it will just take to pluck it by hand. Okay. So, and then it's good practice. And if the if you're into it and the kids get involved in stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's well, good. I told her that I'll kill the bird. You have to pluck it. It's real sad that he gets a fun part. Like, <laughs> I'll kill it. It's not the, the fun part. <laughs> well, everybody I has their, her, said, their job. You can kill it if you want. No, and it's not. It, that's not my not job here. I don't do this, the slitting of, uh, but I do, I do the scalding and I, um, I've helped with plucking, but my, I, my, my strong point is the evisceration. So that's, I clean them. That's what I do. And then I piece them out. So, I mean, we've done a lot of birds by now too. So yeah. I've gotten pretty good at breaking down a chicken in the kitchen too. You know, uh, it makes carving the turkey a lot easier. So <laughs> at thanksgiving time after all that practice this summer um but yeah i mean the scalder i think is integral the first time we did it i just had a big spaghetti pot from the house and it was just not big enough so i couldn't get the bird in there all the way um and then water was kind of overflowing and i'm we just used an induction cooktop because that with an extension cord that's that's all we had and it was hard to get that water back up to temp each time i think we we did a few birds in a row i think we did four that day 
And it was, it took a long time. And so if you don't get that scalding temperature, right, then you're not loosening those feathers to get, have them easy to remove. So if you don't have the scalding, right, the barrel plucker is not going to do a great job. If you scald too hot, the skin's going to come off. If you, it's not hot enough, the feathers aren't going to want to come out or it's going to leave part of the pin of the feather in. And that's really Mm -hmm. annoying too, because then it looks gross in the kitchen and you have to use tweezers or try to like push them out like a freaking blackhead. And it's, it can get to where I'm like, never mind. I don't eat chicken anymore. You know <laughs> what? Gross. I just pull the skin off all of it, feed it to the dog. Tofu and suddenly keep, looking really good. Keep moving. No, <laughs> it's still not looking good. <laughs> but I'm just going to eat the beef that's in the freezer from the local farmer. Because <laughs> that's what we have a lot of anyway. But yeah, yeah. It's, I think, uh, I think. I don't know. I, right after we did our meat birds, I was like, I don't want to do those again. Because they are so gross. And they get so big. And they look sad. And then once we ate them i was like oh shit those are really good we're totally doing that again next summer i don't <laughs> we're doing this every time they like mature in like a four to six weeks and you have you have like a freezer full of meat and that's like tonight i made green thai curry with chicken and it's like we're all eating the same meal my baby has the spicy thai curry this two-year-old he's eating it he's all stoked it's like, it's so good. It's with the chicken broth that I made. It's with the, and it's some, some breasts that we had. And it's, I mean, it's like, it's delicious. It's like, it doesn't get slimy like the stuff from the store does. And I don't know if you guys have noticed, but what we're talking about here is like gold because I'm in the grocery store here in Washington state. And not only is there no eggs in any of the stores, there's, there's not much chicken. I can't find chicken feet because I was out and I was going to find some, there wasn't any feet anywhere, which are there. There's not a, a lot of stores here that carry them. But then when I was looking, I was like, oh, there's like a couple things of ground chicken and like a couple whole organic ones that are like 25 bucks a pop. And that was it. So are you guys have seeing shortages of meat or, but definitely eggs? Hmm. Where, are you, where, I, where you guys are at? I was actually just at the store today. I didn't notice any shortage of meat. Um, I did notice that the egg case was a little low and they, yeah. they didn't have that sign up where they tell you like you can only pick take two you know egg items at a time or whatever so i'm not too worried about it because we have eggs and everybody around here has eggs that's surprising though because the price of eggs has increased um over here it's about like five dollars a dozen and um i don't know that's people around here i don't think that's kind of it's little, kind of hard to afford. I mean, I don't, I don't want to pay $5 for no. that I mean, store-bought eggs. It was a, a buck something for a dozen eggs forever, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. right? And yeah, we charge $5 a dozen for our eggs when we sell them. And so, and we had been doing four for a long time and then feed went up in 2021 or whatever. So we went up to $5 and it's like, geez, now it's going to be 10 bucks this summer if, mm-hmm. <laughs> if this keeps going that direction. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to increase another 65%. And a lot of the groups I'm in, um, everybody is saying it's because of bird flu, bird flu, bird flu. Yeah. But nobody, it's like people have amnesia and we're not talking about the large, largest egg farm producer that burned down in June of last year. (laughs) Nobody's talking about that. It's like, we've just forgotten like, oh, it's bird flu. And that's. It's yeah, pretty frustrating actually. because they're not talking, they're not saying that there were uh, thousands or maybe millions of birds euthanized because they may have been exposed mm-hmm. right. instead right. of quarantine and waiting it out, something that's not actually always deadly. 
something that can't be transmitted to uh, humans. Uh, no, we're just euthanizing whole warehouses full right. of birds. Millions. And, yeah. yeah, millions of birds, right? And then I feel like there's this new shit that's here to muddy the waters for for everyone and for people like us. There's this stuff going around online that I heard, unfortunately, from a big homesteader and like, you know, like blogger lady. She said that people have been saying that their government is somehow controlling their backyards, hens and making them lay less. And I'm like, what that didn't, the... that's not a thing. Okay. Our birds are laying less, right? Well, they're just starting to pick back up, but they had been laying less because when it gets darker, they molt and they start to slow down and, and they lay less eggs. Yes. Um, we've had birds for long enough now that we can see this pattern. If there's other people that just got birds in 2020 and now we're in 2023 and they're the same birds and they don't realize that as hens get older, they lay less. And as right. they get older, they lay less during the winter, especially right. it's like, that's not, I mean, whatever they spray on us doesn't make anybody feel better. So I'm sure there can be factors there, right. but I, I think as a whole, like it's winter time in the Northern hemisphere and our eggs are, are, are we're getting less eggs. Like we've stopped selling only, only to my mom. Um, so we're just supplying for myself and my, my parents right now uh, until it starts to pick back up. Our younger flock is laying. We get, um, we have five, six, hens from our flock that um, just started laying right as uh, middle of fall and they're laying, we're getting three eggs a day from that, that flock. Yeah. The other ones had slowed down to almost nothing. And that's like 20 birds, almost nothing from 20 birds. Were they hiding them? You know, we're looking nothing, but they're starting to pick back up again. Even our old girls that are like three years old, that should be burnt out. We're getting our big giant leghorn white eggs again. So, um, I don't know. I feel like there's something online going around saying people are saying that their backyard hens are, are being like, I don't know, hypnotized by our government. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just here to say that's not a thing. The backyard hens are not affected unless they're coming down your driveway with guns to euthanize your flock because they say that it has avian flu. That, and then, then you've got a problem there. That's yeah. I mean, I think, I think the stuff sure. they spray in the sky could have an effect. Whether it does or not, I mean, we're still still seeing pretty good production. We've anywhere got 12 from, eggs a day. Yeah, anywhere from 12 to 18 a day yeah. is what wow. we, we get. Um, and we've got a couple new egg layers. Mm -hmm. The two new girls will probably be laying soon. Yeah, within the week, um, I would imagine. Two tops. Yeah. So, so they're, you, they're are you guys, do you have some um, people that regularly buy from you guys? So I have an online, my Facebook group, and I guess it's because we're, we're not really seeing the shortage of eggs because I see them every time we go, but the price, price is insane. Doubled in the past Seven ninety-four. $7.94. It's eight bucks wow. in a year ago. A dozen. A year ago, a dozen was four bucks. See, yeah. that was so, the price we were already seeing for like the ones that say they're pasture raised and yeah. stuff, you yeah. know, like Vital Farms eggs were yeah. like $7.99. Mm -hmm. And now you can't get any eggs. Even those expensive ones are gone. Like I had somebody I haven't talked to in three years that messaged me, hey, do you still sell eggs? And I was like, not to people who fucking don't know that you don't need to wear masks. <laughs> like, right. You know, right. Like, but I was like, no, why? Oh, well, I can't find them anywhere. I went to all the stores and I'm like, oh, that's the bar. Too bad you don't have yeah. chickens. Sucks. Suck. <laughs> so, yeah, so we have a Facebook group that's private that I've just kind of added people to for about a year, maybe not even a year, maybe since last April. 
um, where we sell our kombucha, um, anything that we make, all the bread, cookies, and then eggs. Um, and it sat at 200 people for this entire time until about two weeks ago, a week Not ago. Like week and, and now we're almost related. at 700 members. And so, everybody's like, can I buy in bulk? Can I, how many eggs can I get at a time? And a lot of it's from the Austin area. And I don't know how they're finding me. So that's kind of sketchy. But I mean, we're getting a lot of business. We yeah. had the news approach us. And I was on the news today. It's going to air this <laughs> weekend. You're going to so, be a Lanny. So of, course <laughs> I had to like, so of course I had to shout out, you know, that we're building coops and we're going to be selling chicks and, mm-hmm. you know, all of this stuff. So hopefully it will help us fund our forever land. That's what we're really working towards. Yeah. Um, but again, I had to shout out at the end, you know, be more self-sufficient. If there's something that you can, your family family uses all the time, figure out how to make it because the price is going to continue to go up or it's not going to be available. I mean, we already know that they can close the grocery stores. So yeah, they can just shut shit down. I mean, who cares what the price is if it's just not available? Right. You know, that, that was, you know, that's been an argument for a lot of people with the price gouging things that people would do during, you know, national disasters. It's like, Oh, well, you know, these people are cranking their prices up. That's price gouging. And it's like, yeah, but if they keep it low, then it'll just buy out. And it doesn't matter if it's $3 for a dozen of eggs, if you can't find them, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter, you know, but if you raise your prices, people buy less and they, then more people can get them. Then it's mm-hmm. more available price. You know, like, I get so mad when people get mad about price gouging. I'm like, man, that's just how the market works. Like you keep that shit cheap and people will go, okay, well, I'm going to get 65 dozen and uh, I'm going to hold on to those. And yeah, the people they'll... who are smart and they realize eggs don't go bad really fast. You put them in your fridge when you get home and you can keep those for a long time. Even oh, yeah. the ones from the store that have already been washed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, it's a bummer for places like restaurants and stuff like that, but I haven't seen that really affecting that, that industry yet. So I'm not sure how that's working. I haven't gone to our local restaurant supply store because I've wondered if they have flats of eggs like they normally do. Sometimes the, the civilians <laughs> don't remember that they can go check that out. Like, but Costco is even empty and that was weird. Um, wow. I, I went to our local co-op food co-op today and they had a couple of their like $10 a dozen <laughs> eggs there. And, and that was, that was it too. So, wow. I mean, I had to definitely going to get more pullets in the spring. Yeah. We're at $7 a dozen right now. And I've told her like, we just like, we're going to need to raise that. And then we were talking about pricing for chicks Mm -hmm. and I said 10 bucks a chick. And she was like, really? And I said, well, you know, you can get them cheaper, but they're not going to be like ours. And if we price them at 10 bucks, then we're not raising the prices every two days, you know, where Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, well, the price needs to go up again. We can just price them at 10 bucks and they can hang out at 10 bucks for a while yeah, um, until stuff gets really crazy because it's, it's only getting bigger. I mean, I think we're going to focus on chickens a lot and chicken accessories because we see the push for people everybody in the group people want chickens they're asking like can you sell us a laying hen can you do you have chicks and all of that so we're really focused on that we know a lady that sells chickens egg layers for 60 dollars a chicken 60 dollars like 
like already yeah. laying for laying is, is it a fancy Jeez. designer breed no rhode island <laughs> reds oh my uh, god are, they're good reliable layers but yeah. that's they, yeah. they lay like 300 or more eggs at a year so. yeah you know wow. that's that's that a that's but they're already been... they're already at laying age i've never i've never bought i've only bought babies from people you know up to a month old i think we've um, got a handful of laying age like whether 15 yeah, 20 yeah. 60 crazy wow. yeah most we paid for a laying uh hen we we bartered for two which was basically 50 bucks a hen i didn't want to do it but um whatever but before that with this lady um we paid i think the most we paid for was 30 dollars Mm-hmm. the red the uh the rhode island reds were a lot cheaper they were 17 dollars when we were buying them mm-hmm. for laying age and then if you got any you know, they had this one store had a bin with just reds and then a bin with mixed breeds and if you got a mixed breed which They're could like be an agar or you know laced wyandots or whatever they were 27 dollars. they were 10 dollars mm-hmm. more um and so we used to, we were buying laying eggs then or laying hens then because we wanted to up our egg production. And now we're just going to, we're going to focus on selling babies. Yeah. I can't well, wait to hatch. Don't chicks. sell the it's babies. Awesome. We'll have meat in the freezer and then we'll have new layers consistently. And I'm okay mm-hmm. with any of those Either, options. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a, it's a win-win situation. Even if we don't get rid of all the chicks, we can raise them and then they can just be layers. Um, and then if we got roosters, we raise them to, you know, six, eight months old and slaughter them. And we, then we have chickens, you know, we have, yeah, you don't even have to go to eight months for those, (laughs) take them when they're smaller. Otherwise they get really stiff and chewy really quick. Mm. So yeah, Yeah. I wouldn't go more than six months and then you save on feed and you still have that meat, meat. They don't get that much bigger anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our big guy, he just keeps getting bigger. Like red, red just keeps growing. That dude's Dude, huge. He's fill, probably fill out. I feel like they fill out with feathers. Like their feathers get really fantastic yeah. after a while. Yeah, but you pick up our our biggest rooster, who's red. Um, he weighs a solid, I don't know, twelve to fifteen pounds. He's big. Jeez, he's huge. I remember thinking that about my roosters too, and then I pluck their feathers off. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, it's all, like a he's gonna lose it's five feathers. Like a Pomeranian when you it's get it fluff. wet. It was, yeah. Well, yeah. and he's got his comb is so huge that thing probably weighs half a pound all on its own. He's got that's some good massive. collagen right there. You get oh, that in the pot for, for some broth, and yeah, um, he's so gonna get good gel out of that one. He is a big dude. That's the other thing way. I've added. We've been doing broth. Excellent. every chance we get every chance we get okay. even if like we bought um fryer thighs recently that were super cheap at the stores we bought a couple things of those cheap and, chicken meat. yeah and we got done eating them and kaylee was like should we make broth out of this i was like yeah we just lower the amount of water we use and yeah well and if you don't have the best bones to throw them in a ziploc bag and put them in your freezer with the just write a date on them and then when you get enough then you take right. them back out or that's why i like keeping chicken feet too because you can make pretty good broth out of any bones if you just add a couple chicken feet yeah yeah no i think that's a good strategy guys the chicken business is pretty seems like the good route to go i know come spring we want to oh yeah we're going to dive into that especially for all all the rich people that are going to get into chickens are you going to say it i am going to say it because well maybe (laughs) it has to do with coops 
and repurposing old farm stuff. Mm, so yeah. I'm going to kind of make kind of boutique little chicken designer coops, coops, designer coops, mm. you know, all those fancy Instagram yeah. house moms that are, you know, their, their husbands are lawyers, but they live on two acres and the podcast you know, that everything's Lanny, all perfect and pretty and their stuff. The podcast that Lanny talks about in her intro, that this is not that podcast. That, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's our going to be, yeah. yeah. The people that are building their little fancy white and black farmhouse, freaking McMansions. Get have them, you seen you know? is that big there yeah do y'all have oh, that is um, that just a texas thing like we have some some farms where you can tell their money comes from somewhere other than farming you mm. know here for sure like uh, a farmhouse chic kind of design <laughs> like style that they like and i always see these videos on on instagram like my mom sends me egg videos for some reason oh did you know this like yes ma i knew this and i've told you before <laughs> Thank you. She sends me this lady who's like full makeup and like fake eyelashes on. And she's like, like ah, to help hilarious. from predators in your coop, you need to use hardware cloth instead of chicken wire. You oh my God. I got that video too. And I was like, right. My mom, I'm like, yeah, if I was a millionaire, you want to pay for that shit? Hardware cloth is really expensive. Like you can't just build your whole coop out of hardware cloth unless you're a millionaire. So it is what it is. You know, like what- that's so funny. Oh my God. Yeah. We don't really have that designer niche around us. Everyone's pretty self-sufficient as it is. I think we get the the tourists that come through in the spring and summer. All of the houses that are being built, we moved to the country and even in Austin, it was kind of like if you you wanted to be like a farmer in central Austin, all of the houses are black and white. Yeah, they're like white with like the black trim and every whatever. single like one. Very so we've started playing a new Chip game. and Joanna Gaines like farmhouse. Instead of like the shit. slug bug Ugh, game, we've so been doing farmhouse. We just like <laughs> I had so a big bruise on my leg. It's amazing. Yeah, so many people are painting their houses all white with black trim, oh. and it's just I'm a I got a farmhouse <laughs> like. Just because you moved out onto an acre and painted, you know, built a house and painted it white with black trim doesn't mean you're a farmer. Like, because then we have to be nosy and like look at their yard. Like, you're it's a all, poser. It's it's you don't Instagram, have one chicken. It's you don't Instagram have farming. Anything okay? no fruit trees, nothing. <laughs> yeah, like, like, and I I have recently wanted to change how I do my podcast, and I want to focus what I talk about on my show to more homesteading stuff and just really kind of break the uh break down the paradigm the narrative that you know if you're going to start homesteading or farming it has to be a certain way because we don't have a ton of money we're not our shit ain't pretty it's not but we get 12 to 18 eggs a day like we're we're replacing things we're going to the store less like we're our working pantry is in full effect yeah and we're only buying groceries once a month and that's an amazing feeling like i just feel such a sense of freedom with that yeah yeah so and yeah like, you I, planned ahead yeah i mean i just wanted to show people like uh, change the view of what a homesteader or a farmer is you know like it doesn't yeah, I feel have like to be a real homesteader's yard looks person. more like a hoarder's, a hoarder's <laughs> God, episode so than it does like <laughs> right. uh, like like preppers like, yeah it looks <laughs> totally well you just got like we have a big giant cedar tree next to our barn and it's kind of 
doesn't really get rain under there. So we've got, you know, like a thing of chicken wire there and like some kids toys and like some, some uh, raspberry poles leaning up there and some T posts and, you know, the post hole driver and a couple shovels. And it's like, when you come into our yard, you can see our garden and you can see what we've got. Like there's things happening there, you know, it's, it's a living thing. And it's like, people can look at what we do and go, oh, well, that's not going to work. You know, that kind of barbed wire fence wouldn't work for cows. But if that fence, Chud and I were just talking about this the other day and he said this, he's like, but if that fence holds cattle, then it is good enough. And it's like our, what we use for our chicken coop isn't a chicken coop. It's an old house. And so we use that as our chicken coop and it's not a perfect chicken coop. It's too much space and there's places for them to hide their eggs. And it's like hard to clean a section of it, but we use one section of it and we make it work. And why is that a good working chicken coop? Because it's a chicken coop and there's chickens that live in there. So you can't say that I'm doing it wrong because it's working. And if you told me that I should live in that shack because it was originally designed for a house, like, you know what I mean? (laughs) That's not, it was not habitable for humans at this point. So instead of just holding a bunch of scrap wood, like it had been for the last 50 years, it's now for three years been holding our chickens. And I think that's pretty great. works just fine. Amazing. So, I mean, that's, that's my whole message. When I try to talk to people about what I'm doing, it's like, I'm not making cheese perfect. I don't have a cheese cave, but I'm going to, you know, vacuum seal this and put it in my fridge and give this a try. And because am I doing it perfect? No, but I'm learning something. And I know that if I continue to learn things now, then when things become, when opportunities present themselves for things to be better, then I will know what to do with that at that time, instead of just waiting for some perfect thing to happen. Right. Yeah. I mean, our chicken coop is a dog pen and to protect from the weather, we have tarps all over it. It's horrible looking, but it works. Yeah. And we did that for some of our meat birds this last, um, it was, it was just a dog kennel that had been like overtaken by our blackberry bushes and we pulled it out and well, Chad pulled it out and straightened it all out and then put a tarp on it. And that's what we, we put, then we put a trough in there with our baby, um, meat birds until they were big enough to come out of the trough. And we used that until we got the, um, chicken tractor ready to go. And so it's like, was any of that perfect? Was our chicken tractor perfect? No, but it was our first try and it worked for the whole season. We moved the birds every day. So uh, I don't know. There's, there's a lot to be said about just trying to do things. And sometimes, especially in the dark winter, it could start to feel like, oh, why? Or like some, you know, tragedy or just something happens to where you question your life and you're like, why, why do we even try? Mm -hmm. Why are we even trying to do this? And then, then I go to the grocery store and I see there's no eggs and everyone's freaking out. And I was like, that's why, because yeah. we're, we're okay. And because I'm setting an example for my kids, like, this is what you do. This is how you take care of yourself. It's not just about going to work, coming home grumpy. So you can go to sleep and go back again. And food magically happens because the Uber eats guy shows up at your house. Right. Like there's, there's more to it than that. There's satisfaction. That's, that comes from squishing curds of milk into a shape of a wheel of cheese that you bought at the store a hundred times. That Actually, I've a, never. That's amazing. It's just so cool. Like, I don't even care if it tastes good. Like, I like I, <laughs> you made that. It's, it's amazing. So cool. Yeah, you and that's cheese. another lesson yeah. for kids is like the delayed gratification. Where like we made this, and now we have to wait, and we're gonna see if it turns out, and if not, we're gonna try again, and we're gonna try again. Yeah, and that's a lost art in itself. Well, it's the sure. it's the value of society. Like we've we've gotten away from valuing the things that are truly valuable, and we value garbage like oh, we, totally 
that's my trash. Like I want it. Like people just value things so upside down these days. Like, ooh, you have a BMW. Well, if the power goes off, are you going to be able to feed yourself if you're <laughs> store doesn't get food for two weeks yeah are you gonna freeze or are you gonna have water if the power goes out or you know like if they stop sending water could you walk out into the woods and find five things that you can eat like no you can't but hey you got a real nice car yeah (laughs) what are we doing though like do you hear this campaign against uh, natural gas they're trying to say is yeah they've been doing it here locally for longer now i'm starting to hear it nationally just the other day some guy was like it's like idling a car in your home to run a gas stove in your house oh what no it is not it's not anything like that it's so stupid somebody's gonna use that and they're gonna believe it and they're gonna make that their religion if you say yeah. it enough times, it's a well. Fact. It's like um, there's a there's a page on Instagram that I follow called Sonny the Farmer at mm-hmm. Sonny the Farmer. Awesome content. It's all just kind of farming homestead content, supporting yourself, how to grow stuff, easy stuff. It's awesome. It's a great great page. Well, they have started putting false information labels on every single one of their posts. Every single one of them has a false information tag on it. And it has that little cover that Instagram does where it's like, this is false information, see why. Um, and when you press why, it it says this is false information because Parmesan cheese flavoring additive uh, in small amounts doesn't hurt your health or some shit. There's not a single video that mentions Parmesan cheese or anything related to Parmesan cheese. And that's so what they're really, doing, and that's just is, wood shavings, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, it's just what they're doing is they're just putting that label on it, so most people will just see it's false information. And they're it's not going to look into it. They're headline readers. Oh, this this false whatever is on here. Um, unfollow because you and can't be unfollow trusted. or whatever. And I like I said I made a post about it. And somebody was like, I've looked at 15 posts. They all have the exact same warning and none of them are about Parmesan cheese. And I was like, yeah, I know it's crazy. That's so weird. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Uh, oh doesn't. my God. Yeah. And it's because they know nobody's going to look into it. Nobody's going to press that CY button. They're just going to see that it's, it's false information. Huh. Hmm. I wonder if this is you some know? conspiracy from the Parmesan cheese manufacturers. <laughs> <laughs> they want everyone they just want to, to know see how shaky cheese is not it. the same as parmesan reggiano it's not the same shaky cheese is not the same you know what do you guys call it shaky cheese is what we call it here like the, the craft in the, 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 the powder stuff. thing yeah my, call it crap my kids call it sprinkles our kids call it sprinkles my dad used to call it foot cheese because he foot said cheese. it smells like feet it smells it's like, like you just grated it like you used, the foot cheese. No, it smells like used <laughs> vacuum like when you yeah. run the vacuum and that smell, oh it's like that hot, the hot plastic hair smell. Yeah. Oh my god! Uh, Ew. Plastic cool. hair. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, there was know, one the time somebody the... somebody <laughs> opened a package of that fake Parmesan cheese, and I was like, "Who just ran a vacuum?" Like, <laughs> <it smells laughs> like somebody just a ran a vacuum. vacuum. <laughs> yeah, like so like an old Kirby <laughs> vacuum. Like, we could I change the bag. That in so long. Yeah. Oh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but yeah, they're, I think they're starting to stifle all of the information that we're putting out. 
because oh my they don't want people to know no. any of this so, kind of information. One of my goals for the fake new year is listening to more podcasts instead of, you know, Taylor Swift. Okay, just move, move on. So, <laughs> so I was looking up, I binged Lanny's podcast That's and funny. it was, it was amazing. <laughs> like I could listen to your podcast all day. Just love the sound of your voice. Aww. And Thank then you. I was like, okay, I'm going to look up some more homesteading podcasts. They were so atrocious. Oh, it's really painful. Yeah. It's like their voice, their execution of words. Well, and that could be intentional, right? So like, staged and totally be intentional. I think, I think a lot of them useless. are reading a script that they wrote. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and it's all about how to tell you how to do something right. And that bugs me a, li- a lot, <laughs> like a lot. Because d- tell me how you do something for you. And I would love to listen to that story, but I don't want you to tell me how something, how to do something correctly and explain the science behind it. That's very annoying to me. And so I, I don't find that I like very many homesteading podcasts there's certain ones that i'll listen to if they have a good guest or if they have like a good cool topic but there's none that i just listen to every episode of it was crazy and i tried to listen to you know because i don't have a name or anything like i just wanted to search it in podcast real quick to put something on while i was cooking and all of it was like the first two pages of the homesteading podcast were just all awful and then of course like you can't find lanny's that's not at the front oh. of the podcast hours. None of none of the ones that I feel like are, you know, not to be vain or anything are actually good. But and it's and I I wonder if it's intentional. Cassidy. Like well, we're gonna I bore think... these people to death so they don't even try. I think a lot of people suck. I mean, everybody can start a podcast. So there's a lot of people that just like I've I when I was trying to listen to Homestead podcast, I gave up that venture because I couldn't really find a good one. Um there were a lot of them that it'd go two or three episodes and then it'd just be done because the people would just give up because they, they would How care are those people on the front page though i don't understand that well and there's there's also i think there are some that are just out there to do to make it seem like it's too much like oh you have to get everything right it's like that uh what was that it was on netflix or um amazon that uh, uh the happiest the biggest yeah the biggest little little farm farm, whatever the Ah, hell it's called you know it's stuff like that you know where it's intentionally put out to make it seem harder or make it seem like everything has to be perfect or you have to have all the money yeah or you have to have tons of money and financers and all of this shit it's like man nah screw that you don't have to have all of it it doesn't have to be pretty it doesn't have to be measured you don't you don't even need to research just freaking do it just like just get chickens just you know square off some of your yard and get a couple goats just try do it just try it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be perfect just make sure your animals aren't you know in abusive conditions as long as you're taking care of your animals just just get it done just do something grow grow food where you can if you're in an apartment you know get some stuff in your window you don't want just take it to lanny she'll figure it out i'll take it i'll take your random cow you've got a we had a bull out there last summer or the summer before last that was fun yeah just wandered into our yard and then ched corralled it into our fenced in area until we could find the owners and i was like i see balls that's a ball yeah it's a good (laughs) story big ass balls yeah so i don't know um yeah uh i think 
just trying things because like I wouldn't know any of the stuff that I know, but I do now on a regular basis if I didn't just try it. Because learning about something in a school-like way is, is just memorizing facts and not actually understanding how things really work. Um, you know, sourdough was intimidating me for a long time because I felt like it had to be perfect and done. Baking has to be measured and done a certain way. And now that I understand it's just another living thing, it's just another ferment. It has this life cycle in this way that you can read it and understand it. And now it's been, I don't know, four months since I bought bread at the store. I haven't bought buns. I haven't bought tortillas. I haven't bought pretzels or bagels and all the things we've made. You know, it's just all sourdough now. And uh, I even tried other stuff like pasta, make sourdough pasta. It's, um, and you can play with it once you understand it and you understand it because you've done it over and over and over again. So just pick something that you're really excited to learn and get started on that thing. And then once it doesn't feel hard anymore and you don't think about it too much, then you can pick that next thing to kind of move in. And then before you're new, do it before, you know, you're doing all these things that, um, help you, you know, live more on your, without relying on these companies that you don't agree with, without having to buy stuff that has mystery ingredients, without wondering if what it says on the package is what it is, you know, doing it yourself, um, just little by little. And then there's more of your own food on your pantry shelf and less of the the labels that you see from the store. Yeah. I mean, if somebody wants to start really simple, like just start reading the labels on the food that you eat. And if you cannot pronounce it and you don't know what it is, don't buy it. Just try to move on. And that that is actually a challenging thing to do at first. If you've never mm -hmm. read the labels before, if you've never done that. Yeah. And you, there's a lot of stuff that you'll buy that you think is healthy or whatever. And it's got a bunch of nonsense in it. You know, Mm -hmm. there it'll be like, why is this like, um, what were you looking for? Jelly. And every single jelly had something in it where it was just like, man, why is that in there? And there's another jelly that they didn't have at the store that we went to. Um, that just is like fruit and, you know, like pectin pectin. and that's it. Like it was, Mm -hmm. it was like three ingredients and it was like, well, you know, obviously it can be done with, you know, without all of that nonsense. Like why, like, why are you putting it in? Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and like a citric acid, I found out fun, fun little fact. Citric acid is all grown from black mold. The citric acid that's in your food is not from citrus fruit. It's from black mold. It's the, uh, the kind that kills you. Can... Yes. Ugh. It's uh, I, I I haven't fully understood that. I've heard that as well, but I just know that a lot of people um, that have mold sensitivities are, are sensitive to citric acid in their food. Um, I have known that it's something I want to avoid for a while, but I like, couldn't, I learned about it and then I couldn't remember why, but it's still like wrote it off. <laughs> that happens yeah. to me a lot. Yeah. So I was going to dig back into that again, but yeah, I mean, it just seems like you, you have to say, why, why would I use that? Why wouldn't I just have something that said lemon juice was added to it? If you right. need something to be more acidic to preserve it because you don't want botulism to be able to grow. Cause that's what it's for. It's to write, uh, it's to change well, the that's pH what they of the say food. it's for. Well, that's what it is for in actual home preserving. Right. So they're using, why don't they use vinegar or why don't they use lemon juice or something that's natural? Instead, they're using the citric acid stuff. And then that does, it makes you wonder, is it just because it's another byproduct of some other industry that they're trying to recycle through us? Like,
like they do with fluoride and other things like aluminum in all of our food? I, I mean, I'm not sure. Maybe. I think that's a lot of it is that it's byproduct from other things. There's zero waste too, I mean, that's, but that's where they the got fluoride. Direction. Fluoride came from aluminum production. Exactly. Yeah. And they just had mountains of fluoride, didn't know what to do with it until the Nazis were like, have you put it in your water? You <laughs> <laughs> tried that. <laughs> Try putting it in your water. You got disobedient people over there? Man. It slows down those big thinkers a little bit too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk about calcifying that penile gland let's put some fluoride in that water tell it's, them it's uh, for their teeth they'll fall for it <laughs> yeah man because the teeth are having a lot of problems and why are the teeth having problems well the teeth are having problems because of our unnatural diet i mean oh, that's so one bad. of the things that it, it, it where it shows you know what i mean and not just in like yep. cavities but in the way the mouth forms in babies that are born from mothers that did not get enough nourishment and that's what it is we're overfed and undernourished you know it's like we're just their food doesn't have anything in it the stuff that that's marketed to us that's easy to get on the shelf the way it's processed there's not not anything good in it and they're adding back all these vitamins and that's something i've really been digging into is this fortification of vitamins and stuff and and like iron being added to stuff that's like metal shavings that's yeah. what we were just talking about that's waste yep. that's being recycled back into us and people who even people who are showing to be anemic it's it's if you don't have iron in your blood it doesn't mean you don't have iron in your body it's stored in another place if you have too much in your blood mm -hmm. and there's like it's like a way bigger picture than the doctors say. And then they prescribe an iron pill and you're already getting, if you eat a bowl of cereal, you're already getting like 12 times as much iron that you need in a day. And so it's like, whoa now. So a lot of people, um, there's, there's some smart people out there that are talking about iron toxicity being a big cause of like a whole bunch of um, different dysfunctions in the body. And I was like, that, that's really interesting because if you start actually looking at those labels and you go, okay, yeah, 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 this is good. Enriched wheat flour, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Enriched wheat flour. Enriched means that they're adding these vitamins, vitamin, uh, synthetic vitamins and, and metals like iron. So look for that in your food and the, the wheat that you buy and make sure it's not saying it's enriched. Maybe make sure things are not fortified. If you're buying breakfast cereals, try to find one that's not, it's, it's hard to, there might be some kind of organic hippie panda breakfast cereal at the co-op that doesn't have it in it, but I've actually never even looked at those boxes. Maybe they have the vitamins in them as well. Jeez. Yeah. It's all fake stuff that, that especially um, metals. So metals can the uh, aluminum in particular can break through the, the blood barrier, the blood brain barrier, and that gets into your brain and that disrupts signals that are going off. And that's what can cause, you know, autism type stuff. And wouldn't you know it here in the Grudel America, the therapy that strips your body of metals that are not supposed to be there is called chelation and it's illegal. Like, is it, it illegal? How is it like the, the there's for not, a doctor you can't to have that? like chelation therapy. Now you can do things that have chelating effects. So you like can eating take cilantro. activated, yeah, yeah, activated charcoal, charcoal. cilantro, yeah. you know, things like that have chelation effects, but you cannot go through chelation therapy in America. Whoa, I gotta look into that. That's, that's a crazy. very interesting little tidbit there. Yeah, that that is uh that's uh something you know, I, but I did I read hear a story. Um, Sorry, I, just to finish my my thing real quick, I read a story years and years ago where these this couple had a, a highly autistic um, five year old that was 
almost non-functioning, had like dozens of seizures a day. Mm -hmm. They flew to the UK to get this chelation therapy, stripped their kid of all the freaking medals. And within like six months, he was playing t-ball and like was a normal five or six year old kid. It's crazy. It's it's insane. And uh, to think that the treatments that they do offer are usually adding more of those things that you don't need. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, or mad. just trying to kill you, like cancer therapy. They just try to kill you, and if the thing dies and you don't die, then you win. It's just a real right. gamble there. Yeah, yeah. Well, they get to make money off you either way, mm-hmm. you know, right. so they don't care. You know, the wow. system gets to make money off of you. Same with artists. birth control. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just a fix-all for women. Oh yeah, yeah. Take oh, birth you, control. anything you take birth control when you're twelve well, and if or you, whatever. Like, like it's it's all a big racket, right? Like, because. The food industry and the medical industry have teamed up and it's, it's all a big, it's all a big racket. I mean, they even make money off you when you die. You know, if you die and you go through like your regular um, funeral process, you get put in a box and put in the ground, they take all your organs out. They take all your usable organs out and sell them. Like you don't get buried with your, with your like liver and kidneys. They take that shit out. Yeah, they got you and fill you in with something. Yeah. Embalming and all that. They embalm you. Yeah. They take all the usable stuff, just like when you have when you have a baby in a hospital, it's illegal to keep your placenta. But then the hospital. I didn't even see mine when I did my hospital one. It was just gone. And I was like, Yeah, then the hospital sells it. Uh, It's gone. It's like and then the foreskin gets sold. Like it's all a big freaking business. People don't people just ignore the profit incentive behind all of this stuff well you know they wouldn't do that it's like do yeah. you have any if they idea did that it'd be on the news yeah <laughs> do you have any idea how much money they're making on this shit <laughs> come on yeah they man. took mine when i couldn't see it the first time and the second time i ate mine so i'm like keeping yeah. that shit for myself <laughs> yeah <laughs> the hardcore <laughs> yeah it's we live such unnatural lives you know and we wonder why we're all sick and stupid you know, yeah. it's because we're we're not supposed to be this way. We're supposed to be living natural lives, making our own food, growing our own food, playing in the dirt, you yeah. know, eating stuff that eats out of the dirt, you know, and that's where you get the good iron, the good magnesium, the good you know, vitamins is when your food is eating the right food. Getting outside and uh, not pretending that January 1st is the beginning of a new year. Oh, Jesus, I'm done with <laughs> fake that. Fake new year. Yeah, fake new year. <laughs> Happy fake new year. Oh gosh. Yeah. Calendar new year. I've been trying to make sure I'm saying calendar new year. Cause like we gotta, you gotta follow along. Otherwise you just can't be part of the society. You know, you gotta change okay. your clocks. Same with the time change. <laughs> Deal. But like, I'm so sick of that. So yeah. sick of that. Yeah. But, I know. lived in Arizona for a couple of years and they didn't do the time change and it was fantastic. It was the only thing I liked about living I in Arizona. I bet you didn't even notice. Yeah. It was yeah. amazing. People would they be just... like, what time is it there? I'm like, I'm not the one that has to keep track of it. <laughs> like uh, you need to keep track of whether you're ahead or behind me i don't have to worry about it anymore <laughs> it's <just laughs> great um, well guys uh we should probably yeah. wrap up uh so, anything uh what exciting coming up for anybody plans for anything we are starting new business ventures that's what we're doing um we're trying to corner the market before things get really crazy kind of be ahead of the curve Mm-hmm. As far as the the chicken madness, because I think that is about to blow up. And if we are breeding chickens and building coops and selling either chicks or egg layers and eggs, 
you know, I think we'll, we'll be just fine. Um, and then, you know, try and when spring comes around, uh, we're definitely going to be doing gardening and, and all of that. So that's what we got planned in the future. What about you Excellent. guys? Yeah. What about you, Buffalo and Lakes? Well, we want to do the chicken thing too. We're probably going to get some more chickens. I want to build a, yeah. uh, Joel Salatin style racket house to try and, see if we can do rabbits and chickens at the same time to definitely Sweet. we just need chickens to get that going and we're going to try and do like special breed here and it's american breast so you can kind of just pluck a rooster whenever you need to and harvest them and we figured that's kind of good to make a sustainable flock so we're going to definitely do that yeah. she you what are your plans <laughs> oh i'm kind of just trying to prepare for spring and summer and uh, the farmer's market that's mm. gonna be coming in every saturday so i'm kind of i'm kind of trying to figure out what i want to sell there and um things that i can make ahead of time i'm like preparing now um but yeah it's it's like right now is the time to plan and because we can't really do anything else until the snow melts (laughs) so um yeah just getting stuff ready and i don't know surviving that's pretty much it yeah hell yeah yeah cool so yeah i'm working on this membership thing and the videos and the um, material for the workshops. So stay tuned for the date for the canning workshop for um, February and uh, check out the membership stuff on greeterpostures.com slash membership. And I, uh, I think, I don't know, I'm, I'm tossing about if I should try to sell some of my tallow balm because I know that I, there's a lot of people that have wanted it. Mm-hmm. I think I have enough tallow that I could share. And you guys are probably a dry there in Idaho with all the uh, snow. I was going to say, Lanny, please save my skin. Save yeah, me. Yeah, that will do it. The tallow is is absolutely fantastic. It's like nothing else for anything, like eczema, any bad skin problem anybody's had. Um, it's so good. And it's so good for babies and like it's the only thing i've ever put on my two-year-old is tallow and tallow um soap even so yeah yeah. um i might i might uh i've just got my stuff out to whip some uh, up another batch so i'll put something out there somewhere if if people want it you know shipping's so expensive so it always feels like no one would want to buy it because it's going to end up i mean tallow is expensive so it's it's pricey but it's pricey when you buy it from any of the other smaller crafters or even some of the bigger ones online and it's worth it. It's like a tiny, you only need a tiny amount. So a pretty small jar, like can go pretty far. Um, yeah, but I made like a lot. So I've just like putting it on my whole body and just like, so like go outside when it's cold and it's just like, you're just have this layer of protection, no more cracking hands from like washing dishes all day and everything. So it's, it's pretty great. Yeah. So I'll let you know if I have that available, um, or any other of the weird little things that I'm, uh, crafting that would be shippable. Uh, yeah. And I had some, a friend that, uh, well, not really even a friend, somebody in the freedom community reach out to me through like kind of a roundabout way to say, Hey, I'm, I've been really sick and I can't kick it. And I thought of you and I need some of your chicken broth and some of your honey, uh, fermented garlic and some of your, uh, sauerkraut brine. So like I, I made up a little care package and made a couple bucks, uh, helping, helping awesome. us fellow person out i haven't done that since the summer because i just not social this time of year so it was nice to have somebody think of me when they needed something some kitchen medicine hell yeah yeah that's that's kind of we want to do that too is have have medicines um you know i think it's 
it's just part of all of it is getting a, getting more natural remedies for everything. Yeah. Just help, happy and healthy. Yeah. So, well, awesome guys. This was a pleasure. We got to, we got to do these more than once a month. I, I miss you guys. Yeah. It's always good to talk Same to here. you. So, um, right on. where can we find you? Yeah. Let's do, let's do rounds where everybody's stuff is. Uh, Lanny go first. Cause yeah. I think yours, you got, you have the catch all site. Greenerpostures.com right? at greenerpostures on Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, that's where you can find the info on the membership and preserving today on YouTube. Which is youtube.com slash at greener postures. Awesome. awesome. Uh, we are False Reality Check. You can find us on false reality check um, We're on all the podcatchers, FRC pod on Twitter and Instagram. What's our email address? Our new email address is false reality check at protonmail.com because our FRC pod got deleted somehow. We don't know. We don't can't know. access it anymore. So mm. false reality check at protonmail.com. Yeah. And we are still building a platform. That platform will hopefully house all of you guys and your content one day. Um, but it is uh, weirdlot.com, W-Y-R-D-L-O-T.com. Check that out too. Great. Sweet. And we are Bob and Kaylee. Uh, you can find me at The Hidden Pod on Instagram. Uh, right now, apparently my podcast is doing some weird stuff. Yeah, it's unavailable. So I got to check that out. But uh, you can find that generally on all your podcatchers at uh the hidden podcast uh, the hidden in plain sight i haven't even said it in so long jeez i'm rusty <laughs> yeah forget the name of my own podcast it's been so long hidden in plain sight is my podcast um yeah and i'll be putting out episodes again here pretty soon and then kaylee you can find her at all her new stuff well i have two accounts so i have at that retro homeschool and at that retro homestead so there we go alleviate <laughs> all of the all of the confusion um that and we have a buy me a coffee account so if you want to donate to the farm or subscribe to a membership we will be doing homeschool coaching um all things so yeah cool. talk to us send me a message yeah and um i was gonna say something but now i just flaked it so my brain is already logged off i think well awesome this has been feed the beauty uh where you can learn how a bunch of people are just kind of fumbling through stuff and figuring it out and you can do it too (laughs) yes that's our tagline i love that (laughs) (laughs) there you go all right love you guys we'll see you next time all right bye later